0: Our scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young shall fall exhausted. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And from Mark's gospel, chapter 1, verses 32 through 39. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning... While it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. As the old saying
1: goes, there are two kinds of people in the world. Some would say males and females, or or Christians, non-Christians, or Republicans and Democrats. In this part of the country, we tend to think in terms of Yankees or Southerners. But honestly, honestly, there's just two kinds of people. Patient people and impatient people. And my wife is patient. And I am impatient. Need evidence? Just take a car ride with us. I will get you there sooner, but she will get you there feeling a lot safer. In Atlanta, I think the impatient people outnumber the patient people. Waiting is something that most endure, but few enjoy. We don't have time to stop or to wait. When I was in high school, the country band Alabama had a memorable song called I'm in a hurry. And the chorus says, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I've really got to do is live and die but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. And we all know the feeling. And that's why today's scripture reading rings foreign and alien to our experience. The prophet Isaiah is talking about those who wait for the Lord. Who is he talking about? I don't know those folks. We don't even want to wait for food. And that's why we go to Chick-fil-A. The drive through is like a fast lane. Looped around it four times, but it still only takes 15 minutes. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, if God is God, why do we have to wait? Google gives us an instant response. We are conditioned to expect immediate answers. We have come to need speed. And so it is being sold to us, marketed. Your smartphone will soon be a 5G smartphone replacing 4G. Now, my son David, he's all into electronics He asked me the other day, Dad, are you so old? Which is a bad way to start the question. Do you remember 3G? And I said, Son, I remember when there were no Gs anywhere. We need speed. Sadly, it has come at a price. For sometimes we value fast more than fact. And our society would rather be quick and get it wrong than wait to get it right. It happens to everyone, preachers included. I'm reminded of the story of Philip Brooks, one of America's great preachers who was in the prestigious pulpit at Trinity Church in Copley Square in Boston. And one afternoon, he was walking through the halls of the church, looking frustrated and agitated. Everyone noticed because he was normally so jovial. And finally, someone asked, is anything wrong? And he paused for a moment. Then he said, The trouble is, I'm in a hurry, but God isn't. What if finding truth takes time? And what if we have to stop before we go? And what if God isn't bound by our scheduling conflicts? What if God wants us to wait? If the prophet Isaiah isn't strange enough, there's Jesus in Mark's gospel. And at first he is doing exactly what he should be doing in our scripture reading today. He is busy. I'll remind you, they brought to him all who were sick and possessed by demons and he cured him. All of them. He was doing real work and real ministry. And it was a PR success. The whole city gathered around the door. We're familiar. Busier is better. Do something. But just when Jesus was getting successful, when the crowds were gathering around him, Jesus steps Away in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went to a deserted place to pray. To do what? To pray and to wait. As if That's what he needed to do most in that moment. And his disciples are looking for him. They don't understand. He's just hitting his stride. The disciples are saying, Jesus, you can't slow down. You can't stop, Jesus. What are you waiting for? And what if the answer is God? Jesus says, I'm waiting for God. I'm here to speak and to listen. Would you be willing to wait for God? There's wisdom in waiting. Catholic theologian Henry Nouwen writes, the mystery of work and the mystery of love And the mystery of friendship and the mystery of community, they all involve waiting. And that is the mystery of Jesus' love. God reveals himself in Jesus as one who waits. And precisely in that waiting, the intensity of God's love is revealed for us. God's calling is for us to wait patiently, not to annoy or to irritate us. We wait patiently because it helps us to better imitate Jesus. And God could do in a moment what it takes us weeks or months to do, but God waits. And God honors us by waiting for us. And we honor God by waiting for God. Now, waiting may not be easy, but but somewhere along the way, we discover that those difficult times of waiting are the same times that our faith grows stronger And our vision becomes clearer. We gain not only patience, but also perspective. I'm still learning. My four-year-old Emma Pearl is a good teacher. Her legs are much shorter than mine. So when we go for a walk, I have a terrible tendency to get a few steps ahead of her. And she'll call out, Wait for me, Daddy, wait. And when I stop, when I wait, when I look back at this little miracle, this little girl who wants more than anything in the world just to hold my hand and walk beside me, then I remember what matters and wasn't doesn't it's easy to lose sight of those things when we're busy but but when we wait we can see again in this season in this year with covid some of us are growing impatient with waiting i understand patience is a virtue i don't possess But I'm learning that often there is wisdom in waiting. Because God has this wonderful way to take the waiting places, the places that other people might consider wastelands, and to work in them. the waiting places are not periods of stagnation, but more often places of significant growth. Places where God can reshape our lives and reshape our vision. Listen, if Jesus needed to step away to wait, you and I need to wait too. Why? Because those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, waiting is actually an exercise in humility. If we believe that everything depends exclusively on us, we better get busy. But if we believe that we are meant to depend on God and others, we better learn to wait. And we need to recognize waiting is not always a burden, but often a blessing. And if we see that life is a gift from God, waiting may be an act of obedience and worship. You know, sometimes at the end of life's journey, when, when all that's been said that needs to be said, when all has been, that's been done that, that needs to be done, there's nothing else to do but wait. And so family and friends gather around their loved one at a hospice facility or at home, And more often than not, those rooms, those rooms are filled not only with tears, but also laughter and lots and lots of stories. Because in those rooms, we remember the things that we had once known, but had almost forgotten the things we hadn't talked about for years and years we wait together and and it's more than just a point of time it's about our perception of time and we recognize that life is a gift so don't just look at your watch and don't just stare at your smartphone look up god wants us to wait differently Those who wait shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. God wants us to wait because ultimately God wants us to soar. And we engage in the process of waiting so we can be empowered to walk and to run and to rise, Jesus waited. And then he said to his disciples, let's go to the neighboring towns so I can proclaim the message, so I can preach and teach and help and cure. That's what I came here to do. And three verses later, Jesus is healing a leper And 10 verses later, Jesus is healing a paralyzed man. Jesus waited patiently so that he could go and minister passionately. Jesus waited patiently so that he would gain a new perspective and see the bigger picture. We can get lost or overwhelmed in any moment, but waiting, waiting causes us to step back and to see things more clearly. Waiting isn't easy because we have to give up our most precious treasure time. Or perhaps it's not giving it up as much as it is investing it well and wisely. Before James Garfield became president of the United States, he was the president of Hiram College in Ohio. And a boy there was failing his course of studies. And his father was a generous donor to the school. And so he went to meet with Garfield to ask if there wasn't a way that that this course of study could be simplified so that his son could go through on a, a shorter route. It would save time, the man argued. Garfield said, Certainly it's possible. But it all depends upon what you want to make of your son. When God wants to make an oak tree, it takes a hundred years. When God wants to make a squash, it only requires a few weeks, one summer. Waiting makes us a certain kind of people And when we offer God our time, we offer God our treasure and God takes that gift and redeems it. We bring God our patience and God offers us a new perspective so that we can see and become and be all that God created us to be. Now, I know some of you are thinking, I can't wait for this sermon to be over. Well, it is.